Trying to move on. I'm stuck in the ghost of your And when I try to pull away, you hold me tighter. So I stay. and welcome to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. This is Ashley Bianyash. Today I'm here with Erica Fowler. Hello. How do you pronounce it? Yes. I should have asked before. Yeah, Erica Fowler. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. So um, for people who are listening, can you define yourself? Who are you? Well, I am a uh, Winnipeg-based singer-songwriter. I've been, I've been around for a couple years, but uh, I play indie folk music, and uh, basically I just I love to write and songs for people so nice and what what instruments do you play uh mainly i play the guitar um but i 
kind of like to dabble in everything. I was I was into the ukulele for a while when that was a, a thing, and mm-hmm. then is it not a thing anymore? Well, you know, I'd, I'd like to say that it is. Some people definitely still consider it a thing. I think it's just not your thing. Not anymore. my thing anymore. It was for a little bit. I I enjoyed it. It was it was cute, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm self-taught on the piano, um, but I mainly study guitar and then. Uh, I also play the oboe and the English horn in oh, my school's band. Very yeah. cool. Are, so you're, are you in high school still? Yeah, I'm just yeah. going into my senior year in the fall. Oh, so young. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what, um, what got you started, or how did you get involved with music? Well, uh, I've, music has already always, always just been a part of my life, and uh, ever since I was little, I've always been like singing and just kind of doing little melodies and stuff, and obviously just did the generic like elementary school, play the recorder, play the xylophone, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I never, I didn't really like get into it. Uh, I, st- I started taking guitar lessons in, I want to say 2010 or 2011. And uh, I studied classical guitar for quite a few years and I never really got that into it. And it wasn't until that I uh, uh, competed in this competition, La Chicane de Click, for the first time. I had a mentor and that mentor was Pierre Frenet. And it just so happened that my previous guitar uh, teacher was not going to teach anymore, and so I asked Pierre if he would be interested in taking me on his, as his student, and he was more than willing, and so we started working together, and that was when I really started getting, getting into not just being like a singer and just kind of playing the guitar on the side, but like having the guitar be like my instrument. Mm-hmm. And, and how did you go from playing music to writing your own music? Uh, Throughout the entire kind of studying classical guitar, I, I was composing some little things, um, and I kind of started writing like actual like songs with lyrics and stuff in 2013, so I would have been 13 years old. And, uh, you know, it was just, I think, my first song that was like a song. Uh, it was called Swords, and it was about a really bad friends that I had had because you know there's there's not that much to write about in middle school but yeah. uh yeah it you was think this, there is and you look back you're like that wasn't worth that, it yeah really it just about. but uh but it got me into it got me into writing and uh since then I've just kind of been working on it it's always been something that's either been uh my main thing or just like a side thing but it's always it's always in the back of my mind and uh just in the past couple of years I've really gotten into serious about it serious into writing and composing and like not just like using the same four chords to write a song but uh recently I started studying jazz guitar so uh it's definitely helped my songwriting a little bit um in that like I use more funky chords now c11 color four color major seven colorful and yeah. yeah absolutely very cool and so you're writing these music, or just writing these songs, are you sharing them with other people? Uh, yes, all the time. Uh, <laughs> when you first started? When I, when I first started writing, I was a little, of course I was a little tentative to, to share them with other people, even just like family and friends, because it was like, it felt like a very personal thing at first, you know, mm-hmm. and it was something that, that was just for me. And then uh, in uh, 2014, I started to kind of get out of my shell a little bit and start to share with people and I heard about this program uh, called the Young Performers Program then it was the Galaxy Young Performers Program yeah. um, but it was through the Winnipeg Folk Festival and I'd been going to the Folk Fest since I was like five years old 
Um, so I was immediately interested. So I sent in some uh, some songs to them, and they they accepted me into their program. So I was 14 when I did that. So it was like the minimum age yeah. you could be, and it was it was insane. I I showed up on my first day, and I had my dad hang out with me because I was like I was really small and I didn't know anyone and. Mm. And it was, it felt like all these like big shots, you know, like everybody was, I was the youngest person there and everybody else was so much older and experienced. And I who, was, who else was there? Um, well, my mentors in my first year were Anik and Sasha from Shikamin okay. and, uh, and they were, they were amazing and just kind of helped me like kind of introduced me to the world of songwriting and like the group of young Manitoba musicians, but there's still uh, people that I am in contact with from my first year doing that program, um, Olivia Lunny, we, mm -hmm. she was also her first year doing it. And like, we just did it again this past weekend together. Yeah. So definitely it was very cool to like start, start making connections. But, uh, that was when I really first started playing my songs for other people. And, uh, and I got really positive feedback and it wasn't, it was, everybody seemed to be pretty impressed. They were like, Oh, this 14 year old is just showing up and playing these songs and mm. she's singing in French that's so strange like I've never <laughs> like I because I Nick and Sasha they're they're French and yep. they're like she came in and they're they've been writing songs forever and singing in French obviously and mm -hmm. uh and I and I played a, so a French song for them it was the first French song I ever wrote can't even remember what it's called now mm -hmm. but uh but I played that for them and they were like wow like who is this chick and <laughs> it was it was very cool to kind of start meeting people mm -hmm. and then uh and then I reapplied or I didn't reapply the next wait did I uh no I didn't I, I skipped 2015 mm -hmm. uh to go on tour with my choir to oh. China Oh, so yeah, pretty insane. That makes sense. Yeah. Pretty insane. Well. Yeah. I've, yeah. So you can say you've been on tour. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've, I've done a couple. I've done, I've done quite a few tours with uh, Pemina Trails Voices, mm -hmm. and I've been I've been singing that choir since I was eight years old. So I'm going on my tenth year this year. Nice. And uh, yeah, we're get, we're getting a new director. It's gonna be really exciting. Um, but so. So why f why folk music? Honestly, I think it's just like. I don't, there's, there's not a part of me that's really drawn to like heavy rock music or anything with like too much guts. Like I, I'm very, I'm very drawn to, you know, pretty, pretty guitar licks and like nice lyrics, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I find that the genre that best suits that kind of vibe is, is folk music. I, I don't know if I would class my, classify myself as like entirely a folk musician um but definitely in that in that field a little bit mm -hmm. if not like in indie folk because it's kind of indie is the it's like, like the, the term that you yeah or, not really or, sure or alternative you yeah. folk mm -hmm. something like that or what else would you say you borrow from um ever since i started studying jazz guitar definitely that um and actually what uh, about jazz uh, the chord structure and just ways that um, just structure in that like how uh, you how you write the songs. how you how I write the songs yeah how, yeah. how I arrange chords and good think about like 
resolves and whatnot. And it's like improvising it all, or uh, I've I've started doing that a little bit, a mm-hmm. um, little bit of lead guitar, but uh, for just just when I play with my like just myself and I, yeah, uh, it's just I, I tend to stick to the basics. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and then I definitely borrow a lot from classical guitar. Which is a thing I think not a lot of people can say. Yeah, but uh, most people are self-taught in guitar. Yeah, and uh, yeah, classical guitar definitely gave me some skills that I still use, whether that's just like where to put my fingers on the neck of the guitar because you know it's you gotta you gotta know what to do, (laughs) but uh, or just like finger finger picking patterns and just being experimentive. In, in that sense of just like trying different little things and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I can definitely hear that in your music um, so when you are writing sorry, I, forgot, <laughs> I forgot what I was going to ask you um, but so you write in French and English why did you decide to do both rather than sticking to one um, language uh, I went to a French immersion elementary school I went to Saint Avila and uh, so I've been learning and speaking French since I was six years old and and I, I love it like I, I love speaking French and I love the culture I've been going to festival for forever and uh, I just I wrote a f- French song before that first folk fest because I was like you know what I'm working with some French mentors like maybe I should just that's something not a lot of people do I don't think why don't I try mm-hmm. that and uh and then I started realizing that, oh, like maybe not, like not a lot of people can can write in like dual language, like pieces or um, just write songs in both English and in French. And then yeah. uh, I, I competed in this in this little tiny competition called Jeune Artiste in 2013, and uh, I, I think I won third third prize in that one. But it was it was kind of my introduction to. Uh, the French music scene mm-hmm. in Winnipeg, and then you realize like it's actually really colorful. And it huge. is. It's, it's just like kind of hidden. And yeah, and it's you like if you're not a part of it, you can you won't know it's there unless you're looking for it. Yeah. But uh, 2013, I was in that competition, and I just kind of got introduced to it. I did a cover song of like a Marie Pierre Arthur song, and uh, I I got some money, and I was like, oh, you know, I kind of like. I kind of like it's speaking kinda like, in French yeah, to people. Like, like this is money. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, obviously that too didn't. Yeah, that made that, it, that made it a little better. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I enjoyed it, and then uh, a couple years later, I was like, oh, um, this the, this other group is is doing a French competition. I wonder if it's anything like that other one I did a couple years ago. And so I, I entered, not really knowing what I was going into, and I heard a lot of stuff about Chicane where it was like, oh, it's really a scene for bands, and so when I showed up, I was like, oh, there, there are quite a few bands here. Yeah, you know, you, like I do. Do you usually perform alone? Yes. I, I, I've only ever performed a couple times with, with other instrumentation. And that was just like really recently. Um, but most, most of the time, it's just, it's just me and my guitar. And, mm-hmm. and I was one of the only people who was a solo artist. and That can be intimidating. It was very intimidating. I was like, oh, all these people are older and they're all playing in bands. And, and you know, I had one girl comment to me on it. She was like, oh, like, isn't it scary to go up there all by yourself? And I was like, oh, not Yeah, it's terrifying. Not, <laughs> not really, actually. Like, it's, it's, it's fun. You don't, you don't have to worry about 
anybody else, I feel like that's kind of a fear in bands. Maybe it's I like, guess, oh, like, yeah. no, they're like, no one's really comparing you to the other bands because it is so different. Yeah, and uh, it's nice to, I, I like, I like playing by myself. Um, but I, I showed up and I and I did the competition and they gave me solo artist de l'année, which is solo artist of the year, and they gave me some money for that. And I was like, mm, I should come back, you know, because <laughs> I didn't win the grand prize. I can enter again. And, yeah. And actually, Fozia uh, won that year, and she's she's still a good friend of mine. And she actually did um, uh, the Young Performers Program the following year. So after I had won, she can we we met each other again. I was like, oh, Fozia, like it's so yeah. good to see you. And so it was, again, just kind of like seeing familiar faces, and mm-hmm. you definitely start to recognize people when you've been when you've been singing and playing around for a little while. But uh, the following year, I, could, I entered again, and uh, yeah, I ended up winning the whole thing. And through that, I was able to work with a producer, and uh, Eric Burke from Sano came in, and he uh, was just like, hey, does this, does this sound cool to you? And just started playing around on my songs, and I was like, that sounds amazing. And <laughs> for, for Stay, the, the title track of the EP, he, uh, he brought in this 1952 vintage lap steel. Oh, and uh, like if you, if you don't know, lap steel is basically just like a guitar neck on its side, and you take a little slide and you just kind of you play you play around with it. And he he started this this melody on it, and it was like wow 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 wow. And uh, like that's the sound that I've always wanted. It was, I didn't know I, it. Well, I, I I was like oh like I don't I don't know how I feel about that. And then and then he recorded it and. And then we were like playing around with like the levels and we were mixing it and editing it and just like figuring out where in the song we wanted this little this little melody to come back because it was it wasn't similar to the melody I had already written, right? It was it was mm-hmm. it was different, but it was it still fit within the music. And uh, and I was like, Oh, I don't know how I feel how I feel about this, but then just like the more I listened to it, I was like, oh, I love this. Because it, it, it almost seems country. You're mm-hmm. listening to it first. You're like, whoa, that's that's yeah, strange. Yeah, it's usually more popular for country. Yeah, it's and... it's it's a really distinct twangy sound that you that you hear in a lot of like old country songs. Do you think you might transition to country one day, or? I don't know. I don't. I don't think I could ever fully be a country singer. I don't think. I don't think Cowboy I have. Cowboy boots the... aren't your thing. Not really. <laughs> Maybe when I was four, I I liked being a cowgirl, but not so much anymore. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I like I like I like being kind of in the middle of genres and not really putting myself into a box because it allows me to explore different different mm-hmm. genres and different um, like s- ways to write songs, mm-hmm. different stories you can tell. I feel like with country music, you know, it gets kind of a bad rap Dirt for. Road, oh yeah, jeans, yeah, beer. exactly. Yeah. I don't know what girls think about. It. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I feel like country gets kind of a bad rap in that department, but mm-hmm. folk music is just so um, wide, wide-ranging. Yeah. Like, you can get, like... You can really sing about anything. You can. You get, like, Fred Penner singing whatever Fred Penner sings. Jeez. He sings family music. He does sing when family he's, when music. When he's on the show, I, I remember said um, children's music. He's like, oh, I like to consider it family, family music. People music because it's for everyone. They that's just, am- that's yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. I want to play people music. That sounds yeah, great. He's but. like, he sings for everyone, <laughs> but he gets 
it put into the box of children's music because it can apply to children. Yeah. And not much music can. But it's but like you get people that like like he's kind of a folk artist and yeah. he's he's playing he's writing about that and then you get other people like uh, Nick Dyson, he's a folk artist. He's he's been doing the Young Performance Program for a while and I just like met up with him again because he was he was doing it the first year I did it and mm-hmm. he's still doing it. So I was in his group this past year and it was really great to work with him. But he defines himself as like acoustic sad. And you know, and he just writes these these beautiful songs with amazing guitar hooks and like sweet lyrics and amazing melodies. And it's just, it's like, well, like why why put a label on it? You mm-hmm. know, when you can just kind of float between genres and just it allows you to do more experimentative stuff. And yeah, and then it's not when you when you stray from it, it's not like some big deal. Surprise or anything. Yeah. I guess it, because you're still starting to build a fan base they'll be more open to if you start going in a direction yeah. maybe they'll be more willing yeah. I don't know we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens but you have been writing for a, a while um, and since, since you were 11 you've been performing and yeah. how would you say over this this past six years your sound has changed or evolved well I think I think for one between the time I've I'm I was 11 years old and now I've definitely experienced stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but uh I think that's lived a little lived a little definitely yeah. uh but I, it's definitely added to wh- what I write about you know like I don't write about I think the the stuff I was writing about when I was 11 to like 14 or 15 was all based off of like oh so sad friendship that I had that was like oh my friend didn't want to hang out with me anymore you know and it was like that was the saddest thing that could ever happen so it was like might as well just write about it you know mm-hmm. write some angsty angsty folk music yeah. about it right and then uh but but since then it's definitely it's definitely been delving into more you know relationships and do you do you always pull from experiences that are personal I, I like to I I find it's it's difficult for me to uh to put myself in somebody else's shoes and write from somebody else's perspective but it's definitely it's something I've done Mm -hmm. uh oublier was not about me at all it was uh one of my best friends was in a really terrible relationship and this guy was just like uh I'm like going to university somewhere else and Mm -hmm. we need to break up and then like a week later he was like we should get back together again and then no, I think I, we need to break up. It's too hard to leave you and my friends. With it. it was like this worst oh, thing you've ever heard, and I was, and I'm just, and I'm watching all this happen right in front of me, and I'm like, I gotta write a song about it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so I, uh, Oublié, I originally wrote in English, and I wrote it in the basement of my school. I had brought my guitar to school one day, and I was sitting in this the band basically the band owns the basement room, mm-hmm. and it's disgusting. It's like the old weight room. It smells like sweat and like gross down there probably has asbestos in the walls yeah, probably. but it's, it's a super weird space where band kids can just go to practice and I was like you know what? I'd, I'd feel like playing my guitar I'm just gonna like go downstairs for a bit mm-hmm. so I was sitting down there and I was I was just playing around with chords and uh and I was like oh you know this this kind of sounds cool and then I started writing words and then I was like you know what I should like this is I should tell us like a story about this and so I started thinking about that this relationship that I was observing and I was mm-hmm. like well you know like what if I wrote it from my my viewpoint like what if I put myself in her shoes and just kind of wrote 
about what what she was feeling because like obviously she's my best friend we had talked about it and she kind of gave me some insight into what she was feeling at that in that moment mm-hmm. and I was like oh I could just make these yeah. into lyrics mm-hmm. and then uh, that was before uh, the second time I competed in Dashi uh, Electric that was a few months before and then I I was taking lessons with Pierre so I brought this song to him and I was like hey Pierre like I've written this song and uh, I think I want to play it at Shikan, but uh, it's in English. Can you can you help me sort of like translate, translate it? it? Yeah. Like like I didn't want to I didn't want to like word for word just translate it because I was you still wanted I, to be like creative and have meaning. There was there was and there was some stuff in the English lyrics that I was like I don't know if I like I don't know if I like this. Can we just change it? Can we make it more? Everything sounds more poetic in French, mm-hmm. so it was just like why don't we add like. It's like rancor. It's like nobody uses that word. Let's let's do it, you yeah. know. Um, so we he helped me uh, kind of tra- like translate it, I guess, or kind of rewrite it in French. And then I brought it to Chicane, and and then I won, and then I recorded it, and mm. and then they were like, oh, you get a music video too. And I was like, oh, this is Ooh. awesome. And, oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And I uh, I remember I was go- I was this was just in I want to say December or January I, I just I can't remember which which day of the month I went to go film it but uh, I, I remember it was snowing so mm-hmm. it was snowing lightly and okay. uh, and I walked in and unfortunately I wasn't there in the morning because I, I had school so I was just there like after school shooting at the Burt and uh, they were telling me all these stories about how the actors blah 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 had like felt ghosts in the morning and I was like oh man like this is creepy thank you for telling me that thank you so much for telling me this right and then I just and then they had like everything set up and I just sat on a stool and I just played the song and must have played it like 35 times just kind of singing along to the track Mm -hmm. so they could I I, they made it look live which is cool very cool um um does your friend that you that inspired this song know that it's written about her she absolutely does Mm -hmm. i like i think i went to her after i wrote it and i was like yo i just wrote this song and but you i think i think it's like from your perspective how do you feel about that she was like that's so cool and like now whenever i play it she's like that song's about me did you know that's about me and i'm like oh my goodness does she like is she okay with sharing this like it's kind of personal like it's a relationship that went south yeah she's okay with like whatever she's she's um pretty fine with it at first she was a little tentative obviously she was like oh i don't know if i want to talk about it i don't know if i want people to know about that and i was like okay like i can just say it's about me and she was like oh no well like i don't know maybe tell them it's about me she's (laughs) like maybe i want the attention i was like you do it like i'll give you the attention yeah that's amazing but uh after after that whole debacle she got into a really good relationship and Her and the guy have been together for like over a year, and they're adorable. So oh, it's a happy ending. She's exactly it would, happy it, ending. It needed to happen so she would appreciate Ex- this. So she would, she, she would appreciate the good times more. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, so now she's totally finding like this song's about me. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cute, but Great. yeah. Great. Well, this is awesome. We're gonna take a break, and actually, we're gonna take uh, stop and listen to the song "Oublié." So everyone who's listening, you can now you know the context of the song. You can actually appreciate it a little bit more. Um, 
we're going to take a break and we'll come right back. We're going to talk about your experience at the Folk Fest Young Performers Program, as well as a little bit more about your writing process and this EP and the magic behind it. Um, But everyone, you're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. This is Ashley Bienyage, and I'm here with Erica Fowler. And now you're listening to Oublier from her just-released album, State. Je reste un regard 
Hello everyone and welcome back to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. This is Ashley Bionyesh. I am still here with Erica Fowler. Hello. Hello. <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> we, ta- we, we had some fun talking while everyone was listening to Oublier, uh, your francophone French song. Yeah. Are, um, how many songs on your EP are written in French? Just the one. Just the one? Yeah, the other three are all in English. Okay. Uh, and you, so you have four on this EP. Um, why did you decide four songs? To be quite honest, uh, funding. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's, I, that's, I, that's fair. When I uh, when I won Shikan and I got to work with Sano, I was only allotted you know one day of studio time. Mm-hmm. So I got there bright and early, eight a.m. and I would think I was there until maybe six o'clock. Eight a.m. It's not early. <laughs> it feels early to me. <laughs> uh, and uh, just started like as soon as I got there, I like yeah. plugged in. I was like, okay, I'm ready to lay some tracks down. Mm-hmm. And so I just like pumped out three songs. So that was uh, Stay Oublié and Worth It. And we got the like all of it done. So nice. I didn't wow, go. Wow, good for you. Yeah, it was. I, f- I felt pretty good leaving that day. I was like, whoa, I feel so productive. And and then I just uh, sat on those masters for a long time because it was like, well, I don't want to release three songs because you know. And it's a demo, and you know. I don't well, an EP could be still be three. Yeah, I was just like, oh, I feel like it just needs it just needs it's one more. Something. It just needs yeah. something to round it out, you know. And especially because I had had um, Eric Burke like play on on all three of those songs. Like, uh, say it was just the lap steel, and then Oublier, he did some electric guitar stuff, and then Worth It, we really just we got into it, and like I have harmonies going on, and then. There's actually, if you listen closely in the choruses, you can hear this drumming in the background. Mm-hmm. It's actually my dad. Aww. He's, he's he's a drummer, not not an active drummer in a band or anything. He, yeah. he used to be in bands, but now he just plays for fun. And oh, cool. I was like, oh, you you can play the drums, Dad. Why don't you get on this? You know, just give me some give me and some percussion so, in the background. That means so much for him to him, like to be able to be say he's on your EP. Yeah, and... I feel like it's it's a, it's a nice thing. Uh, not a lot of people can be like, oh, my dad just like plays on my songs, you know. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so why did you pick those three songs originally? Um, I felt like they were the most polished songs that I had at, the, at that moment in time. I chose Oublier obviously because it was the song that kind of helped me win, win. the competition yeah. and uh, and I didn't want to like it's Sano obviously is an amazing organization for mm. francophone musicians so I was like well I gotta do something French I can't just like yeah. blow them off and record everything in yeah, English like, you know yeah, English. let me just take this down <laughs> you know yeah. so I so I was like, absolutely, 100%, I'm going to record this French song, and I'm going to do it for Sano, because everybody there is so great, and they've mm-hmm. been so helpful, and just, you know, like, this whole EP just would never would have happened without them. Yeah. Um, and then the fourth song, actually, I didn't get around until, to, to recording until recently, I think, like, a few months ago, and I got in contact with uh, Brian James, uh, who has this little studio set up in the back of Vinyl Revival, and uh, I went in there one night and just recorded it he just set up this mic in the middle of the room mm-hmm. it's this tiny little room it's got like bed sheets on the wall but he has he has good gear in there and so he just set up this mic in the middle of the room and I just that was the way my world turns and I just played it um and what's the song called the way my world turns, way my world turns. okay and I just uh I just played it and he was like yeah look it we'll take a couple more takes and so we did that. I played it a few times, and then he's like, "You know, I think the first one was the best one. We'll just go with that one." And it's just—it's just, it's just so one. It's just one take. Okay. And uh, yeah, I just sat down and played it, and it was—I think it kind of—it stands out from the others in that way that it's very, it's very 
raw and real because I didn't have I didn't have anybody touch anything like vocally or in my guitar um, okay. on on any of the tracks so I was like I don't, I don't want to do that you know I just want it to be real and I, I want it to sound like me you yeah. know because I mean auto-tune just kind of it doesn't it's it's scary kind of what autotune has like done to people yeah it's, it's made uh like the, the general public very pitch perfect like yeah they, they, they don't know but they they know when something is off and, yeah which is unfair because if you go to a live performance that's it's gonna happen it sets your expectations too high i know i've yeah. gone to concerts <clears throat> i'm sorry where like i I've, I've listened to the artist's stuff and i think they're really good and then I get to the live show and either it's just like they like blatantly kind of lied you know and I feel like that's a, yeah. that's a thing with like big musicians yeah. like especially pop singers mm-hmm. it tends to be a thing that happens a lot um or just like it just doesn't sound like them and it's mm-hmm. or it just sounds it, it sounds different in a way and yeah. I didn't want to do that because I think for me, this EP definitely is not like a money-making venture. I'm not trying to get like hundreds of dollars from it. Um, I just wanted something to put out there. So when I apply to go to festivals yeah. or for funding, exactly, um, just anything where I want people to be able to hear me, uh, generally um, festivals like Folk Fest or like Jazz, um, jazz Fest or... Uh, like even Festival de Voyageurs, like mm-hmm. they like, they like, um, people to have stuff released because it, yeah. you know, it makes so you seem a little more professional. Like legit and yeah, and so like, it's not just like, I like music. Yeah, you know, I'm of. not, I'm not yeah. just some some chick who, like, records songs in her basement mm-hmm. on like this really bad mic, you know, because that's mm-hmm. what I was doing in the beginning, and I was just yeah. kind of putting stuff up on SoundCloud, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I hope yeah, this sounds somewhere good. Though, yeah, yeah, and, and then uh, and then this happened, and then. Uh, I just had that fourth song just to round things out. So basically, this entire thing was was free, which is pretty insane. Really lucky. Yeah, really, really lucky. Yeah, I was um, very, very fortunate to have um, gotten the opportunities that I did to not have to pay <laughs> so many monies to so many monies. <laughs> to to get my stuff out there. Like I was talking I was talking to a buddy of mine and he was like, Yeah, I'm still feeling the financial repercussions from recording my album and mm-hmm. I was like, That is so unfortunate but Yeah, because if you don't get funding then if you if you still really want to do it, if you can't do it yourself. Yeah. It's it's crazy expensive. Yeah. Um, do you have plans to make uh, or, or plans in the works of making a, another album or a full-length album or I that is something that I've been considering a lot lately um you know I've been sitting on the masters for the first three songs and I just recently got the last the master for the way my world turns and, and then I was like okay maybe it's time to finally release this thing you know so I just mm-hmm. kind of threw it out there and was like oh hope for the best let's let's see how this goes but uh definitely it's been kind of in the back of my mind for the past year or so ever since I got the first three songs recorded, I was like, hmm, you know, like what am what am I gonna do next? What am I gonna do after this whole st- this this whole EP is done? So when it when it came out last week, it was like, oh, it kind of feels like the end of an era, you know? Like I'm not having my friends constantly pester me. They're like, oh, EP coming never, you know? It's really <laughs> it's really funny, but um, uh, finally it's it's out there and and I can start uh, turning my attention towards other things and. Uh, I think right now I'm just I'm writing a lot. Yeah. 
Do you think your, your sound is changing from those, those first four songs? Definitely. I definitely think it's going to be, there's going to be more and more stuff going on. You know, I'm, I'm studying jazz like more now. So obviously that, because like when I was, when I wrote these songs, so Stay and Stay, I wrote almost two years ago. It's going to be two years ago in September. I wrote that song. So it's like already, it feels like it's getting old and yeah. like it's not, you're not as as excited to play it. Yeah. It's still exciting because it's your music. It's, but. it's it's my closer song. Whenever I do a gig, I always play Stay Last because it always gives me gives me a warm feeling in my stomach, you know, mm. whenever I play it, which is, I feel like that's a good thing. Yeah. I know I have a lot of artist friends who are like, oh, like I'm I'm sick of playing this this one song. And I'm like, oh, I hope I mm. never get that because yeah. I still, like, even though these songs are, they're getting old um, and they you know they're getting they're getting older. I'm I'm not sick of them yet, which mm-hmm. is good. Even though I listened to Oublier however many times when I was yeah. shooting the music video, they just kept <laughs> playing the track again. It was like, when is this gonna be over? Yeah. Um, but uh, or you're playing like, oh, I could have added this chord here, yeah. or this chord there. <laughs> exactly. Like, it was oh, like, I oh, I should have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And especially because I was like playing along to it, and I was yeah. like mouthing the words and playing the chords yeah. along. I was like, whoa, what if I did this here? Like, what if I added this little little fill right there? Yeah. It's like, oh. Oh well, you know. It's like next song. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, definitely, I've started experimenting more with, um, like composition, composition, and looking at actual structure of songs, and not just like let's throw these four chords in a loop for the entire song, and mm-hmm. then you know do them double time for the chorus, and then back regular, um, for the because that's what stay was. Stay is like four chords that I just kind of put together and I was like oh I guess we'll just do a double time for the chorus we'll go back to regular thing for the verse we could just kind of switch it up for the bridge and and I feel like it's definitely I've kind of grown a little bit since yeah. it's almost two years ago right mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm studying jazz now and I'm and, and when you say you're studying like are you, is it just like you're reading on your own or uh, I'm working with uh, Pierre Frenet because I'm still taking lessons from him and okay. uh, we're just we're playing songs we're looking at uh you know how does one create a jazz song? What is like, how what is what makes jazz jazz? And yeah. uh, you know, so it's kind of what that I'm is a doing. hard question to answer. It is, it is a very <laughs> difficult question to answer, but it's very interesting, and I'm I'm really enjoying it, and I'm really lo- enjoying looking at at other genres and just what kind of what what I can steal from <laughs> from other from other music and just kind of start to put into my music and kind of create. A unique yeah. sound because I, I, I like to think I have that already but if I can I can further its uniqueness mm-hmm. maybe that would be a cool thing but how, uh, how would you say that your your songwriting has evolved like not just like the com- composition part but the actual lyrics uh, lyrics definitely I've, I've um, I'm trying to tell tell more stories you know and and kind of vary from the regular you know romance mm, sad folk music and just kind of like oh you know why don't I try and like tell a story here and like maybe that's incorporating imagery into it or you know like idioms or mm-hmm. some some oh, fun right they're it, so like, fun they make the music sound like you're like really smart and you're like yeah I just <laughs> like googled idioms <laughs> honestly that's uh, I find myself a lot it's like if I'm ever stuck on a lyric um, you know, like, rhyming, yeah. rhyme schemes are a thing that yeah. happen in music, and mm-hmm. you, you can't, 
you can't really avoid them because otherwise it just sounds weird. So, yeah. so you know, if I'm ever stuck, it's just like rhyme zone, mm-hmm. you know, dot com. Or B rhymes. You use that one? I think I've used that one a that couple times. That was my favorite. I hate perfect rhymes in music. Yeah, Unless, you know, like I, I go, I go, I, I go, I, I either look at the rhymes and if something fits, then it's good. Or I go to the similar, similar words because yeah. you know if it's if the if it's a very perfect rhyme scheme. I think I think it's like the worst thing you can do as a writer. I it, mean that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, no, I get I get it. It, it kind of it bugs you. It's like yeah. it's too perfect. Yeah, you know? it's like, oh, it's a cat in a hat. Ugh. <laughs> that's a bad example. But it's just I, I think you can because you're being aware of writing. I'm getting into like I'm talking about myself now, but um, you should use perfect rhymes to like stand out and like yeah i don't know i'm not gonna get into that but that's, that's um, cool though i like mm-hmm. that but uh yeah definitely my songwriting's evolved in that i try and tell more more interesting stories now and, mm-hmm. and less just kind of vague sad lyrics and more like ooh, intriguing lyrics that are kind of trying to convey a message i think yeah. that's something i've i've really struggled with is trying to like actually talk about important stuff in my music and i really want to get into that at the, at the moment I am in a bit of a, a writing stint where I'm just having a hard time with lyrics yeah but I think that I think that happens with everybody with everyone um, I was for like six months like nothing it was just <laughs> yeah too frustrating. It's, it's very it's very very frustrating because it's like every time I go and I sit down to write because it's like almost every day I try and mm-hmm. just, just try and do something it's a good habit um but I, I like oh I have this idea for a lyric and then I like write it down and then I'm like uh, and there's nothing else that yeah. was it okay mm-hmm. sure I'll just like leave this or you'll page. have like a, like a verse or like a chorus yeah and you're like this is great but and or you're writing like I don't really like that or oh this isn't going that way yeah yeah and there, or then you like think of one and you're like oh this would fit really well with that song I kind of wrote and then you bring it to that and you're just like oh well that's not gonna mm-hmm. that's not gonna work I don't think but yeah. it's it's definitely a trial and error process and. Mm-hmm. just trying stuff out uh but at the moment i'm working on a lot of like composition composition with uh guitar and uh just kind of arranging music making charts and uh, i think i'm going to delve into more stuff where i i'm going to work on like other other instrumentation as well yeah so stay tuned people yeah <laughs> yes, follow please. on social media and just, absolutely um so how you were you were just at folk fest Yes, this weekend I was. for the Young Performers Program. Congratulations for getting in. Thank you so much. Um, a lot of great artists this year Amazing. got in. Um, what was the What was the experience like? Uh, the experience was uh, a little different this year than I than I have been doing in past years. Obviously, the first year I did it was I was very young, and you know I do remember I remember some of it. Obviously, I don't remember everything, but uh, uh, that year, Anik and Sasha of Shikamin were my mentors, and they were really great, and they kind of introduced me to working with other people mm-hmm. and then collaborating uh, yeah and yeah. then last year I got to work with Matt Epp and we still did it in that same folk fest workshop style and uh and we just kind of like went down the line everybody plays a song and then uh this year was was different I worked with uh Aoife O'Donovan who's uh, an Irish American singer songwriter and she is amazing I was not expecting that from her I was like oh you know like just another cool mentor we're gonna have a good time and then then I showed up and she like studied music she studied composition she knows what she's talking about and uh and she gave some really good insight not just like on on my music but but everybody in the group's music what do you mean by she gave insight like what, what, what was she saying uh just stuff about uh arranging 
chords and being like, oh, have you ever considered ending it on like a four instead of a one or, you know, stuff like that. And just okay. just really making you think about it and being like, oh, maybe I should, maybe I should like, try well, that. Now I am. Yeah, yeah, right. And like <laughs> even just like one of the things she pointed out, one of my songs was like, oh, are you sure that lyric works there? And I'm like, well, does that lyric work mm-hmm. there? And now I'm just like, maybe I should rewrite that, that, that chorus, yeah. you know, maybe it's. But uh, yeah, she gave some really good insight into into just writing, and uh, and then she mixed it up in that we didn't do it traditional folk fest workshop style, which was very different because that seems to be like the thing always. But we uh, we crafted like a set list, and we had everything go according to you know like this song's really upbeat, and then let's hit him with a sad one, and then yeah. a maybe kind of happier one, and then a pumpy like pump up one, and then a sad one again, you know. Just okay, kind of so just teaching about like setting up a set, and it was mm-hmm. it was it was a good insight uh, onto how to craft a set list. Um, so what did you learn from that experience? So what would be the ideal set order? Oh, I think the ideal set order is just something that is you you gotta always keep them on their toes, you know. Don't ever just don't play like too many ballads in a row, or mm-hmm. don't play too many really fast, exciting songs in a row. You know, use everything sparingly and. Um, definitely be be aware of of what your songs sound like because it's definitely a thing where like even with myself even like famous super duper famous people your songs kind of probably sound similar like it's just yeah. a, it's a thing everybody it happens with everyone um is that artists songs sound similar and so you know be aware of that and then just kind of Switch it up yeah. a little bit, so you know maybe put a fast one in the maybe in. Maybe right in three four. Exactly, yeah. you know, just try to try some different stuff and uh, just when when doing set lists, just keep them take them on a roller coaster, you know, just mm-hmm. ups and downs. Don't ever leave them in one place for too long. Were there any other performers there that really stood out to you? Um, absolutely, I could I could go on for <laughs> a million years about all the amazing people. Um, in my group, definitely um, Olivia Lunny. We've been friends for like four years now, so obviously whenever I see her, it's always great because it's like we grew, <laughs> we, we grew as artists together. That's so cool. But uh, she's great, and her stuff is always just awesome to listen to. Nick Dyson, I've definitely admired and listened to for a while, so it was nice to like work, work with him. Then, and yeah. it, was, it was funny. We were sitting there in the workshop, and it was just like, cracking jokes back and forth and it was like what I'm like friends with Nick Dyson this is wild <laughs> um Ben Stopfell he uh he was in my group last year and I got to work with him again this year and it's just really cool to see you know his songs are starting to like I just I, I yeah. hear a difference in them and it's like oh this is this Exciting. is so good like I, this isn't so like it's still stuck in my head um, and then uh, Emily Coney, it's always good to see her. She has crazy stories about like meeting Nathaniel Wrightliff at a bar somewhere in the UK, and you know, just like <laughs> she's she's amazing. Um, and then people uh, in in other groups as well that I met previous years, uh, Mitchell Shimnowski, mm-hmm. he actually is like one of my neighbors. Oh, and uh, so I just like leave together in your. I see, I see him all the time, um, but he he's an amazing musician and and then like and new people um I met I met uh Taylor Jansen this weekend and she mm-hmm. is unlike anything I've ever heard she writes about the realest stuff and she has this one song called The Waiting Room and just whenever I hear it I'm like oh like this is so 
cool. How are you literally just a year older than me? Like, uh, so we hung out all weekend and it's just cool. Cause I, uh, even though she wasn't in my group, it's still cool that you get to meet all these people. Yeah. And, uh, and she writes really, really real stuff. So it's very cool to see all the other musicians and what everybody else is doing and mm-hmm. definitely very inspirational. Uh, definitely you take, you take home some stuff and you're like, Ooh. Inspires you. Yes, and absolutely. And you write more. Yes. So do you have any advice for other uh, maybe artists who are just starting out or who've been writing for a while um, who want to perform and maybe are following the same kind of stream of like yeah, yeah. indie folk, yeah. a solo so- uh, singer-songwriter? Um, I would definitely say networking. Networking is your best friend. Um, whether that's having like a really good online presence and having people being able to like reach out to you all the time um or like going and saying hi to people in person i know like this past weekend i went and introduced myself to every single performer i saw at folk fest that i liked i was like oh begonia alexa dirks i've known you for quite some time like hello i've seen you around and and now i just like she sees me and she's like erica nice to see you you know and it's just like be persistent Mm -hmm. don't be don't be too persistent yeah definitely definitely find a happy happy middle there but like definitely go go back say hello don't be afraid to put yourself out there don't be afraid to i don't know hand random people uh, like a cd with like two songs on it be like hey hi you should listen to this you know Mm -hmm. um and and definitely just going around and open mics are super great uh manitoba music does one every month with the yep. handsome daughter um also if you're if you're trying to get into like if you're if you want to be a musician in manitoba go and sign up for manitoba music like become a member because they are such a great resource to have and there's amazing people who work there who are just a phone call an email away mm-hmm. and they will gladly help you out they will give you answers to any questions you have about music writing the industry and uh they have a weekly newsletter um that is definitely songwriting or not songwriting but um performance opportunities and showcases yes absolutely they have all sorts of different stuff that you can apply for they help you to write factor grants to Mm -hmm. get money to do things they help you get money yes they help you get money (laughs) sign up (laughs) um and then like if you're a francophone artist like if you're interested in writing in French definitely go talk to the guys at Sano mm-hmm. um, they will they will set you up they will get you a profile there's so many helpful people there are so many there, helpful if, people and you just gotta be, put yourself out there and yeah. that's when I first started I was so scared I didn't know what to do and then I started meeting people and it's just like everyone's willing to help each other it's, yeah. we're very lucky because there's lots of other cities even in Canada where people are it's competitive like, it's extremely competitive like Vancouver, Toronto like I've heard stories like people in Toronto who are just want to be just want to be singer songwriters and they're getting absolutely thrown on the bus so I'd say definitely Manitoba is the place to be for young singer songwriters because there's Mm -hmm. there's yeah there's absolutely this this sense of camaraderie between all these um musicians Mm -hmm. definitely young musicians because like you know we're gonna we're we're the future of music Uh, so (laughs) it's it's important that we all work together and it's really it's really good because we get to like uh, things like uh, the Young Performers Program just absolutely help people to uh, meet each other, and you know, I've mm-hmm. I've seen relationships being formed, and like people who are now like playing together and writing together, and it's really really cool to see that happening, and uh, it's it's cool to be a part of it, and to 
Yeah. Absolutely. Be a musician with other musicians. With, with other musicians. <laughs> yeah. Make music together. Yeah. Absolutely. We do have to wrap it up, though, because yeah. it uh, uh, it's coming to the end of the hour. Thank you so much for coming onto the show. This Thank has been you a lot for of fun. And me. hearing you talk about all your experiences, <laughs> as young as you are. Um, so where can people find you online to like listen to music and find you on social media? Yeah, um, I have a Facebook page that's kind of my hub right now, and it has my links to everything. Unfortunately, I'm not as active as I'd like to be on it, but it's just Erica Fowler, E-R-I-K-A-F-O-W-L-E-R. And uh, yeah, I have a Facebook page. I have a Twitter, which I believe is Erica Karen Music. You believe? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure. And then uh, I have Instagram, which yep. is Erica Fowler Music. Yep. And uh, I'd, I'd say I'm most active on Instagram, and I always post about gigs on there. And mm-hmm. if you ever want to just see me just jamming in my basement watch my watch my instagram story yeah <laughs> but uh and then you can buy my new ep on cd baby cd baby mm-hmm. itunes apple music spotify Tidal, whatever platform whatever you your use boat, right just go yeah. and find it out there it's it's all out there but Perfect. yeah well again thank you so much is there anything you want to add before we call it a day oh yeah I think that's it. That's it. Yeah, but thank you so much for having yeah, me. No it's problem. Thanks for letting me come into your home. Um, <laughs> telling me where you live. That's really brave. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. This is Ashley Bianyaj. We're listening to Erica Fowler. Uh, and now that we're done, we're going to listen to her song, Worth It, from her just-released EP, Stay, uh, which you can find on CD Baby Spotify and all that fancy stuff. I will include links to all of her social media and where you can find her music on the podcast, which will be released within the next few days when I get around to it after this uh, live show. Um, and if you're listening on either Google Play or iTunes, thanks for finding us and listening to us. Um, that's it. This is Worth It. Walking down the street, fingers intertwined How has there been no room for goodbyes and I'm falling in your trap again I wear my heart on my sleeve, how can you not see That you would be so good for me
think it's worth it